Welcome to Causing the Effect, where we will connect and change the mind and body. Yo, what is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Causing the Effect, the podcast where we try to help you just simply be the truest version of yourself through uh, exploring a little bit of the mind, body, and spirit. I just added the spirit part. That's a new thing to this podcast. So I think it just makes more sense with all the reading I've been doing. What's going on, people? Thank you so much for joining me. Um, Yo, whatever's going on, man, really appreciate you guys. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. All the the people listening, it's getting a little nerve-wracking doing this, to be honest with you. But... um, Thank you for the continued support. Thank you for the people who've been here since day one. New people, what's going on? Um, what we try to do with the goal is simply to to share and serve valuable knowledge that could really bring new perceptions to your life, new awareness, a little bit of psychology, a little bit of wisdom, physiology, fitness. Um, today we're going to hit a little bit of the fitness stuff. And all the my guests, um, from Maggie to Ashley, Hector, um, Alex, you know, always have big, big, big dog Raj, Justin, Courtney. I'm so blessed to um, just be surrounded by, by really good people, and um, it's transformed the way I look at things, um, and it's it's exciting. It's very exciting stuff. Um, you know, let's just jump right into the podcast. Today we're talking fitness. Um, we're going to be talking particularly. To, I would say people who are probably a little bit more experienced. So if you're new, brand new, um, more one of the spiritual listeners um, who likes the the fitness pieces that are giving you beginner stuff, this one's probably not the best. This is going to be probably intermediate just uh, for people who have hit plateaus or hit a progression stall. Um, you know, I was there. I hit a you know, stall probably last year, uh, after working out for six or seven years. And, and it's, it's frustrating, right? When you, you know, when you really can't linearly progress and, um, you know, when you're new to strength training, you usually, you know, find yourself getting stronger relatively quickly, right? But after six months, a year, your body's going to adapt to the volume, to the intensity, and your body's built to survive, right? So it's kind of not being challenged by the new routine and your body kind of considers it normal. So we're going to talk, you know, while you're plateauing, we're going to talk how to change that. And this is going to be for muscle growth, but it could be for aesthetics, could be for anything, maybe endurance people who are running or anything like that. But, um, you know, the data that I looked at was more on the the strength training, but I think it does apply, um, apply to everybody and, you know, this one's really for people who have been exercising diligently, doing all the right stuff, but maybe you think you are. And we're going to give you some techniques to to help that. So the first thing, you know, why? Um, why are you plateauing, right? So, for example, if you learn to squat and start, you know, with the bar and you add, you know, five pounds a week, um, you're eventually going to reach a point where your body just can't build the strength or muscle fast enough, right, to, to keep adding that weight, um, and you know, if it worked that way in a couple of years, everybody would be squatting thousands of pounds, right? You know, you're going to run into these same issues with weight loss, right? If you lose a pound a week when you are 300 pounds, then, you know, by theory, by, um, you know, 300 weeks from then you would be zero, right? That's not how it works. Uh, you can't lose weight forever, right? You can't 
build muscle forever, you know, so everything's going to kind of slow down here. So what's going on is your margin for error uh, gets smaller. So when you're at a higher body fat percentage, you're just getting started with training, you make a lot more progress quickly due to there being more of you to lose, right? Makes sense. Um, or more gains to be made, let's say, for the for the bros. Um, as you start to progress, you just can't keep keep up that progression, right, without making more and more effort. So you really got to start honing in what's going on. This is called adaptive thermogenesis. So our bodies want to maintain the extra fat that you have, right? Because that's the, you know, the point of, of the body. It's evolution, right? It's to, to preserve the fat because what if we're not going to eat, right? That's what the body's thinking. Um, so it's really a challenge to, to keep progressing in, in every state. And that's kind of why, you know, I wanted to do this. I, f- I feel I've been getting bigger, um, and it's just been because of the work, but I'll, I'll talk to you a little, little bit about that. But if you stalled on your weight loss journey, this is probably the problem too, um, the body fat being lost. So even if you're, you know, going at a consistent pace, right? If you're doing the same thing f- four times a week, by the 12th, 13th week, your body's ready to it. So you're going to have, that's when the plateauing is going to start, right? Because you have to actually get, you know, you have to really start honing in and actually getting better and better and more efficient, working harder, um, you know, and that is basic, you know, the basic reason. Uh, and it's normal, you know, the 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 plateaus, and I was just thinking about this because it's kind of like the, the plateaus we all hit in our lives with health um, and happiness, right? But, but to, in order to really be successful... Uh, for the task at hand, you got to grind your way through those low points until you climb out and uh, continue to, to progress. So everything's going to be ups and downs, right? But, um, you know, I hope that gives you just a little bit of color on, on what, to, you know, why you're, you're plateauing. Now, uh, I did a lot of different diligence on how to, uh, you know, get out of your plateau, and I'm going to give you a couple of different ways here to do it, but let's first start with the, you know, things that I want you to ask yourself, a couple questions that, you know, I want you to use, so this is going to be a mix of losing fat and building muscle, right, first thing, you sleep sleeping enough, right, this is a very important piece, to not only to, you know, for me, I've realized my sleep cycle is the, is one of the most important things. And I'm not on my eight hours. I am an absolute mess, right? It is not, you know, something that I really could be as effective with, um, you know, in, in a way. And, um, you know, it's, you just need to have your sleep. It's it's that simple. So when when you when you when you're trying to kind of figure out what comes first, what you know, try try to get this working for sleep. If you don't sleep enough, your your body can never fire on all cylinders, right? Um, and they they did a study uh, conducted by scientists at uh, Liverpool John Moore's University that explored how sleep affects uh, your training, and the the researchers recruited eight men. Uh, this is aged uh, 18, 24, four consecutive days, had them complete 
uh, one rep max test for the bicep curl, bench press, you know, all this stuff. And on each test, the scientists recorded how much weight the men could lift, as well as their mood, subjective level of sleepiness, all that good stuff. Then the men had to do the same one rep max tests on three hours of sleep per night. Uh, after the first night of restricted sleep, sleepiness rose, mood was worsened, but strength was unaffected. Now, on the second evening, uh, strength, mood, and alertness were significantly worse. Um, and I think it's common sense by this point, but you really have to make sure that you are getting, you know, your sleep. Now, the next question you have to ask yourself is, you know, are you training hard enough? You know, there's one thing to show up, right? And that's great. Showing up is half the battle. But if you want to get better, you have to keep pushing, right? So, and I've spent years um, kind of treading water. I was following, you know, nothing good, let's say. So you have to understand that if you, you know, just you have to put in the effort to get the results, right? Maybe you have to work out at a different time. Maybe you need to work with somebody, uh, a partner. Maybe you need to just get better at grinding through, you know, the suck, put that phone down. Um, you know, you got to kind of take a real hard look at yourself and be able to, to say, you know, what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? Am I focused enough? Am I making the mind-muscle connection? We did an episode on that, how important that was. Uh, am I, you know, progressively overloading? Am I pushing myself? You know, is um, these are things that beginners don't have to think about. But as your body becomes more adapted to the challenges of training, it's going to get harder and harder to continue lifting, you know, these weights. You really have to have a well-designed workout program. You have to know what you're doing to get, um, you know, these results. So, for example, if you're, if you're not progressing with your presses, your primary upper body work... Um, comprises, you know, nine sets of barbell, dumbbell bench pressing, military press, all this good stuff. Um, to increase the volume, you could increase your bench pressing to maybe 11 or 12 sets per week. And this is something we're going to talk about. It's called relative um, overload, but we'll get there. But you just have to start thinking about these types of things because, you know, it, it's it comes, you're splitting hairs here, but um, these things are important. The other thing, uh, another thing I realized this year is, you know, are you eating enough, right? Your body's muscle building machine is a, is a, uh, is a muscle building machine, right? So your energy is going to work best when you have food in it. If you're somebody who's cutting, like I'm doing right now, your body's gonna be a calorie deficit. It's kind of miserable, honestly, it's gonna be worse, but you know, we're not talking about that. Um, it depends, right? I, I, I've i gotten emails from guys weighing, you know, similar to me, 170, 180, who, um, you know, I want to eat three to 4,000 calories per day. I just want to gain one pound per week. Um, you know, I'm not saying I don't believe it. I'm just saying you have to be more technical with what you're looking at. Because even when I start doing my, I'm looking at my calories, I'm always under. And um, I think you just have to track that, that, you know, really be, critical with your tracking of it, you know, um, and then you have to take into to account your metabolism, your appetite, when are you eating, you know, you're eating an hour before, um, you know, your lifts can be stalled by simply not having enough energy, right? Your body builds muscle most efficiently when you're in a calorie surplus, just keep that in mind, 16 to 18 calories per pound of body weight is a good baseline for, for most of you.
Uh, another thing I learned this lifted with my boy Petey. Shout out to Petey. Um, deloading, right? Uh, overtraining is one of the most common mistakes that I've seen. Um, you know, all you're doing is building up fatigue. You know, you're not getting anything out of it similar to sleep, just on a bigger scale. You know, so taking a week off of training, um, you know, it's not really deloading. It's more being a little lazy, but deloading, taking 20 to 30% of what you usually do and really letting your body rest uh, one week out of the month. Um, and this is particularly true for those intermediate, advanced weightlifters. Um, that, you know, you're just kind of, you're just grinding by that point. And, you know, I don't know how useful that is, right? The, the last question I want you to ask yourself is, you know, am I using good form? You know, poor form uh, increases the risk of injury, but it also kills progress. And this is really particularly important for those those uh, big lifts, right? We're talking about the bench. We're talking about the deadlift, the squat, you know? So there's two different ways you could look at that. Uh, you, you have to get better at the exercise, and then you have to build more muscle. You know, building muscle gives you that physiological horsepower, let's call it, to push, pull, squat the heavy weights, achieve the full expression that it requires to, to really harness the power of that technique, right? Good form as well is all about moving the weight with as little wasted effort as possible, being efficient. You know, getting the barbell from point A to point B smoothly, efficiently, safely, you know, you're not wasting your energy. So if you're somebody who, you know, if you don't feel right after you're doing certain lifts or even, you know, videotape yourself, these are things that definitely, definitely make a difference um, with what you're doing. Last piece, cardio. You know, cardio is that double-edged sword, right, Um, that can both help and hurt your muscle growth, it does aid in muscle growth by improving your insulin sensitivity, which that really refers to how responsive your cells are to the insulin signals in your body, impacting your body's ability to, you know, use the nutrients to help recovery and build that muscle when you're sleeping. It also enhances blood flow, which may uh, help with recovery by, you know, improving the delivery of your nutrients to, you know, the muscles. And then, most importantly, increases your aerobic endurance, cardiovascularity, um, which is going to help you make you recover between your sets. But the other side of this, cardio can also hinder that muscle growth with muscle fatigue. Um, and this is kind of based off your body, how hard are you pushing your cardio and how hard are you pushing your, your weight lift, right? But it does change the expression of certain genes in a way that could inhibit your muscle and strength gain. For example, you know, if you're doing hour cardio for your legs, It's not the best idea. So, you know, I would say just don't do cardio on leg day. Very simple. Um, And then coming back to your energy stores, food, you know, burning those calories that you must replace to maintain a sufficient energy surplus for building that muscle, right? Um, The research, just don't do too much. I would say it's like the simple thing of it. Keep that in mind. The research shows that cardio's downsides only become significant when you do large amounts. And that's, you know, we're talking about hours and hours of that a day. Just keep that um, in mind, right? Now we are going to talk about how to, um, how to break that plateau. There's a couple different ways that the the methodology that I've read about, there's a couple different ways um, to, that people look at different techniques, but I'm going to give you 
the bro science, and I'm gonna give you the real science of what I think. The bro science, um, you know, would be the way to solve this is absolute overload. Absolute overload is achieved when you overload the muscles with heavier weight, but using the same workout variables, your rest time, your tempo. These are things that you really should be paying attention to as well. The time, how much time are you resting between weights? What's my tempo like? You know, this technique has the greatest chance of triggering new muscles as it taps into that type 2B muscle fibers, which have the greatest growth potential. The relative overload is uh, a different way of doing it. Um, it's based around applying more sets, more reps, and this principle does not necessarily take the muscle to muscular failure, let's say. And these are just two different things, you know, basically um, just making heavier weight or doing more reps, right? Both techniques should be used at different times. Some argue that, you know, you shouldn't use relative overload, but it, I think it just depends. Changing it up is um, one of the ways to stop plateauing, right? So maybe doing an absolute overload one week, relative overload the other week, you know, constantly adding in more sets and make a workout longer and longer will, you know, is going to be overtraining. So I would say don't worry about two hours, three hours. You're not going to see the difference there. But this method, pushing yourself, this is kind of a way to, to trick your body into into um, being able to to really get to the, the nuts of what's going on here, you know? Um, now, there's drop set techniques, you know, where you, um, drop sets are a technique in which you add additional volume after reaching failure with the work set. So that would be, you know, doing, f you know, 90 pounds of one, eight reps, dropping the weight, 70 pounds, 50 pounds, so on and so forth. <clears throat> you do superset training, um, you know. I think by now everybody would know who, what a superset is listening to this podcast, but when you combine two exercises, either for the same muscle group or the opposing muscle groups, and then you perform two exercises, one right after the other. It's a classic Arnold way of doing it, but um, this is that's more the bro, the bro science that I'm giving you. Um, now, this is the, you know, I went deep into the meta-analysis. This stuff is from the exercise and sports science reviews. <sighs> okay, this is going to be a lot here. So, uh, you know, there's a couple of ways to go about this. So this was basically the, the it wasn't disagreeing with what I just said, but it, it's just giving it a different, you know, it basically was. So that way was what all the bodybuilding.com, you know, I like to look at stuff from the scientific standpoint, though. The increase in... Uh, in the muscle strength is classically based on this overload principle, which we mentioned, right? This principle states that a minimal load contraction intensity must be exceeded during your training session to increase your mus muscle strength. So this, in layman's terms, this is in sport training and clinical and rehab settings, you know, this concept is moderate to high mechanical loading of the muscle, which means, you know, what you're trying to work out when you're doing your chest, your your legs, you're trying to work out 60 to 70% of your one rep max. That has been considered the main stimulus. You know, mechanical tension is another word for your muscle hypertrophy, for increasing muscle strength. Um, you know, and the RM, you'll see, you know, rep, repetition maximums used in, in a lot of exercise instruction. So I thought it'd be good to kind of hit it, um, you know, it basically means, you know, 
your max, let's say if my max is 200 pounds of the bench press, I'm going to find my, and that's just a made up number. You have to, if that's the hard part is figuring out where your max is. So kind of pushing yourself, let's just say it's a hundred for, for just easier purposes. The data that we thought it would have been between 70 and 80% of your one RM. So for me to continuously grow, I would be having to, to lift 70 to 80 pounds of my hundred. So I'm really pushing myself 70 to 75%. This is what we just said before, but this is what the data shows. However, Studies using training loads of less than 50% of your R and performed until failure or with blood flow restriction have reported gains in maximal strength and comparable levels of muscle hypertrophy that with um, being compared with this classic overload principles, right? So the uh, the American College of Sports Medicine recommends the use of moderate loads that's at 70 to 85% RM. We just mentioned that 8 to 12 reps per set. Um, for novice and intermediate individuals. Um, now, for trained athletes, this is kind of our bread and butter. To increase both mus- muscle hypertrophy and maximal strength, you may have to change that up a little bit with these two different techniques. So high mechanical loading of the muscle, more than 70% of your RM traditionally was considered the essential stimulus. But um, the primary adaptation of what we're trying to do is increase the muscle in size. So, you know, strength training increases force capacity by increasing the quantity of uh, the proteins in each of your muscle fibers. Uh, it's called crest the, at the cross-sectional area of the muscles. Um, the, the training that we're talking about related, you know, the, the increase in the force produced by these, you know, muscles is um, increased by the angles that you're using it at. So the, the magnitude of this adaptation explains some of the variability between the muscle strength and, you know, the, the difference in this, you know. So even though it has been instructed for a long time that the muscle hypertrophy is greater when the exercise involves that moderate load, 70 to 80%, um, more recent publications claim, you know, the, 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 the meta-analysis that I saw by Schoenfeld um, indicates that similar gains in muscle hypertrophy can be obtained for a large, larger range of loads, this being even 30% of your max of that RM up to 80%, provided that sets are performed to failure. So in layman's terms, what, what they're saying is the, uh, the, the you could get stronger by simply lowering the weight and just going to failure. Now, failure is a difficult question to ask because you, you have to really be in control, right? The load... A load equal to 20% of your 1RM seems insufficient to promote muscle hypertrophy. So you're going to have to really keep it 30%. I would say you should be safe with, the, with this data. Everybody's different. Stick to 40 50%. Um, greater gains in maximal strength are observed for training with those higher loads. The sweet spot does seem to be 50 to 70% of your RM compared with the lower load. So that's what the new data shows. Um you know, the, the relative greater increase in maximal strength than in muscle hypertrophy with the high-low training is explained by the greater contribution of neural changes in the cytoskeletal remodeling associated with um, going to failure. So that is that is key, right? Um, I think we, we kind of went through, went through everything that I wanted to talk about here. Um, 
yeah, that's it. We'll call it there. You know, I think it just does, you have to try different things, right? You have to be able to be flexible with your training. You have to be able to be willing to, you know, try different things and give it time. Maybe do 60% for a month, 70% RM, all these different things. There's a lot of different ways. I'm throwing a lot of stuff at you, so I do apologize for that. But, you know, this stuff is, is important to, to kind of tackle it. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it, people. I think we will call it here. Um, you know, any questions you guys ever have, always feel free to uh, email me, causing the effect podcast at gmail.com. Um, <clears throat> shout out to our uh, partners, Lift Floats. I don't know if any of my New York people are listening, but, you know, Deprivation Tanks, you know, I'm a big fan of them. Did an episode on on them too, you know, really good people. Um, at Lyft, shout out to David and Gina. Uh, go check them out. Tell them Scott sent you. They'll give you a good deal. I'm telling you, people, if you want a little bit more creativity, jump in that tank for an hour. Um, flotation therapy, sensory deprivation, even if it's not through Lyft, if you're outside of New York, check out any type of flotation therapy. I think it's great for, for creativity. I think it's great to turn off your senses for an hour and just let, you know, let things marinate. So um, we'll leave it here. I hope this really, uh, I hope this helps you guys, you know, progress blast through your plateaus and any questions that you have i'm really here to help feel free to email me Uh, i could set you up my program too everything's free i'm not trying to make no money off you guys just want to keep um keep raising awareness here and making you guys better uh as always stay safe stay positive stay blessed thank you so much bye-bye